Welcome to Live from 495. On this podcast, we interview business owners from the 495 Beltway. We not only learn what they do and how they do it, but we take a dive into how they impact our community. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Live from 495. Today, my esteemed guest is Benjamin Klein from Klein Law, based in Concord, Massachusetts. How are you this morning, Ben? I'm great, Ty. Thanks. How are you? Very good. So tell me all about Klein Law. Sure. So Klein Law um, is a law firm I founded uh, uh, two years ago, Um, and we focus on uh, business law, which is uh, business litigation and uh, corporate law. So our clients are uh, tend to be smaller, <clears throat> closely held companies and individuals as well. Um, so we represent both employees and employers, and we also have um, kind of a more uh, more variety in terms of a, a general litigation practice, assisting uh, clients with real estate issues um, and uh, uh, personal injury as well. Awesome. So what made you want to start this business? Sure. So I, I, when I started the business, I had been practicing law for about nine years and I'd always been at other firms. And, um, I think I just got to a point where I thought, you know, I could do the, um, the legal work myself. I didn't, I wasn't, I had reached a point where I had a certain level of, at least in my mind, (laughs) competency for being able to not needing the support from uh, supervisors or higher ups and, um, you know, I, I was never really, I don't consider, I, well, up until two years ago, I never really considered myself an entrepreneur. And I always kind of liked being plugged into a firm and having other people deal with kind of the, um, uh, you know, the day-to-day admin type stuff. But I realized, you know, kind of looking into the future, I had, um, you know, two young boys and I was making the, tra- the train uh, ride into Boston every day. And I was, you know, I was missing out on uh, dinner time and bedtime with them. And so I thought, you know, it's really kind of now or never. Um, and so I made, I made the jump and, uh, opened my law firm, found a, a small space in Concord that I could work out of. And it, it's, I'm a, a solo attorney, a true solo. So it's just myself, no staff, no other attorneys. Um, but you know, with, uh, with technology these days, it's probably easier now than ever for somebody to really make the leap and to be a solo and compete with some of the, uh, the bigger firms out there with, um, you know, Microsoft 365, Adobe, um, there's a, a legal um, uh, practice management software called Clio. That all, and these are all really affordable for, for a solo, and they're really great for being able to kind of uh, get you on your feet and get you out there and start, um, you know, competing against the, the bigger local firms. I love that. I love the fact that, you know, you're, you know, building something for yourself and not just the legacy for yourself, but for your sons as well. So, I mean, it's going to be huge. Right, exactly. You know, in my mind, I see you just flourishing. You know, I see you in all the, you know, networking circles. And, you know, your name keeps coming up, so that's great. Oh, I appreciate that, Ty. You're out there. You know, people have heard of you, and it's just going to be more and more success. You're coming your way. Yeah. No, thanks, Ty. I appreciate that. And uh, it's a a thrill to be on this podcast, so I, I appreciate you having me on. Hey, it's my pleasure. You know, so uh, have you always been from the Concord area? Is that, or is that just a dream location for you? No, I, I grew up in um, in Acton, right next door. So, um, 
grew up in Acton, uh, went through the public schools there, Acton Boxborough, and uh, went, actually did my, um, I didn't go too far away, I went to Connecticut for undergrad and law school, but I always wanted to come back to Massachusetts, so um, I lived in, uh, my wife and I actually lived in uh, Millbury, not too far from here, for <laughs> for for a few years, and then uh, moved into Boston, which was great for a nice short commute to uh, to my office, right uh, in downtown Boston, and then <clears throat> we moved out to uh, Concord when we, um, uh, when my first was born, and um, it's a uh, you know, it's a, it's a great pro place to raise a family. I think you know Massachusetts. I think is a lot of, a lot to offer, obviously. So it's uh, great, uh, family wise and business wise. Excellent. So uh, speaking of Connecticut, I know you went to school out there. Did they uh, did they rope you in? Are you a Huskies fan for life? Um, I think so. I mean, it's easy to be a Huskies fan for life of the women's basketball team because they're always <laughs> either at the top or near the top, and the uh, the men's basketball team. Uh, uh, you know, they're fairly competitive. When I was there, uh, uh, Kemba Walker was on the team, and so that was exciting to come to see him see him come to play also for the Celtics, although ultimately uh, it wasn't a long-term stay, but he's still a great basketball player. Um, you know, the UConn's football team is, you know, it's, it's fun to have a <laughs> Division One football team, but, you know, they're not, not, they're not competing for national titles yet, but maybe, maybe in my lifetime. I love it. You know, speaking of uh, awesome events, is there anything that you have coming up this summer that you're looking forward to? Um, for uh, for work or for for personal? Or what hit uh, me? I hit want anything, it all. Anything? <laughs> well, we had uh, you know, I kind of we're, I'm kind of at the uh, the downhill part of that. Uh, we had uh, a nice week of vacation up in Maine, um, and I just got to visit some family in Long Island over the long weekend. Um, which is always a nice trip from here because we take the ferry over from out of New London, Connecticut, um, yep. over. So that's fun. It's, it's really cool about those ferries is that um, some of them are actually used in the military. There's one I, that I think, if I'm not mistaken, was actually part of the Omaha Beach Landing. No which kidding. Which is kind of amazing. The history there, and it's kind of amazing is that's still in use. <laughs> yeah. So which is, uh, it's pretty cool um, to ride on those. But yeah, so, I, you know, aside from that... Um, you know, uh, you know, uh, family-wise, I think, you know, we're just looking forward to hopefully a relaxing summer, enjoying the weather when it's not too hot out there. But um, and then work-wise, you know, things have been steady throughout the summer. A lot of people think, you know, they ask, you know, do, is the summer quiet um, for lawyers? And um, aside from maybe the last couple of weeks in August when everybody seems to be on vacation, it's usually it's usually pretty steady because, you know, the, the court cases kind of march on. Um, people who need uh, kind of, um, whether it's contracts or employment issues, those things, you know, they, those things don't take a vacation really. So mm -hmm. um, things have been pretty steady at work. So, um, yeah, I'm just looking forward to, uh, I, I always think that after the 4th of July, the summer kind of, for me at least, always seems to go into hyperdrive and the yeah. summer's over too quick. So I'm just trying to take it, you know, day to day and, enjoy the warm weather yeah you know you have to enjoy it here while it lasts you know a big thing too is like you literally it was like you were reading my mind right there because i see you know law in the court just continuing 365 like there's no vacation or day off and it's just case after case so yeah that's right um even you know to the court's credit through the pandemic i mean there's been a lot obviously a number of huge difficulties because um 
the public's access to the courts, whether you're a plaintiff or defendant in civil, civil or, or uh, particularly um, criminal cases where there's constitutional concerns, there was a, a big question mark at the start of the pandemic about how, how are these things going to uh, proceed now that the courts were shut down. And so the court really did a, a nice uh, pivot to, to doing a lot of things remotely, whether it's um, you know doing hearings via Zoom or um, setting up a, a file, electronic filing system in Massachusetts, which uh, the federal courts have, but the state courts, uh, for the most part, did not have prior to the pandemic. So the, the court system itself, I know, is um, like a lot of the legal profession is kind of sl- slow moving in terms of updating mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and making changes. It's not just the courts, it's lawyers too who have that reputation. But uh, the legal system, to its credit, the courts, the Massachusetts state court system, to its credit, um, did a nice job. Now, obviously, there are there are issues, particularly with um, uh, hearings for criminal defendants and, and rights to speedy trial and things of that nature and other urgent, important um, uh, emergency matters. And so, obviously, it wasn't um, you know without its hiccups, and that, that's certainly understandable. But but you're right. The court the court system marches on. <laughs> it really yeah. doesn't <laughs> takes no vacations. That's funny. I was thinking about that, and like now that remote access is in play, is that something that you think will stick around or be used in extreme cases? I think it's going to stick around. Um, maybe not the level it is now, but I think for you know for litigation cases, sometimes you're going in and doing um, you're going into court and doing status conferences where you're just meeting with the court to kind of set deadlines or make sure that you're on track for deadlines or to go in to something called a final um, pretrial conference where you pick a trial date where a lot of that, you know, is always historically been, you go, you go into the court to do that. And I think, I think a lot of that um, could continue to be done remotely, um, which is, I think ultimately it's, it's good for the clients because it's more efficient and uh, cheaper for them because typically there's a lot of wait time, um, travel time um, that you know, clients um, you know, are on the hook for in terms of the billing. So in other words, you could be travel to court, and then once you get there, you're kind of um, uh, you might be sitting there for another half hour before your case is called. So there's mm. a lot of dead time, um, which is unfortunate, but was always kind of part and parcel of for for on the litigation side of things. But with remote, you cut out the travel time, and in my experience, has been that with the remote hearings. There's really not a lot of wait time when the court says that you have a remote hearing at 1.30, you're going to be called right at 1.30, uh, which is great. So it's certainly a lot more efficient. Now, there's more, I don't think um, um, trials will be held remotely in the future, um, just because, I mean, the, co- there was, um, the courts are already opening up again for trials. Um, so I think that's kind of off the table, and rightfully so, because really you want the judge and the lawyers and the jury to be in the same room as the witnesses to mm-hmm. really be able to you know, assess their credibility. And um, um, I think it just, it, it, it's just it's it's better for the legal system, for the adversarial system, if everybody's uh, in together in person yeah. and if possible. I think, and I think it's easier just for everybody to, to focus yeah. in person. I, I always jump to an extreme level. I watch more movies than the average person, so I'm sitting there thinking, how long before Minority Report starts? Right. (laughs) (laughs) You never know. (laughs) (laughs) I just jump right to that place. But, uh, no, this is great. This is so much information I didn't know and, like, so much value 
you know, giving away the house right now. I love it. Oh, I'm saying, I'm saying, I've said too much already. <laughs> That's not often, you know, most people don't get a chance to sit around and uh, talk with um, attorneys that are around them or in their local area. So this is a great opportunity. Right. Yeah. No, I, I like it. Uh, I, I mean, it's a lot of people um, either don't find the law that interesting, mm. <laughs> understand, or they're afraid to ask under the questions. I know, with, you know, sometimes, you know, if I'm coming across somebody, whether, you know, even with IT, I, you know, there's a lot that it's kind of a black box for me that I don't understand. So sometimes I don't know, Jesus, it's a, I don't want to ask a dumb question, or <laughs> but there's, right, there's no such thing. No as, such thing. No such thing as dumb questions. You know, but, you, you don't know if you don't know. Yeah. You know, one of the things going, uh, being a solo on my own, I'd say the thing, there's, there are certain things I miss at being at a firm with other, other attorneys, particularly um, newer attorneys is kind of, you know, talking shop with them about kind mm-hmm. of the, the details about, you know, how you go about certain situations, whether it's, you know, the rules of court or dealing with opposing counsel. So, um, you know, I, I enjoy, um, you know, being able to talk, talk the law. <laughs> no, that's awesome. <laughs> you know, steel sharpens steel in my mind. That's right. So the more you practice, you know, the, the more, you know, your talent increases. So. Right. No, I, no, I, I agree. Any uh, major challenges that you're facing right now? Um, probably, I mean, I guess, you know, I, I've talked to the court's credit. I talked about their pivot, but obviously there's still, you know, there's still a certain amount of lag time with getting things um, heard, which, you know, I think there's a lot, a lot of lag time um, just due to the pandemic where there's just difficulties across all kinds of industries. So, you know, just waiting around for um, certain hearings to get scheduled by the court just so that the, the cases move along because I think it's tough for clients um, who you know their case is you know is one of the central things that are going on in their life if not the central thing depending on what's going on so to have to you know tell them that well we don't have a date yet for the next hearing or I don't know you know I don't know when the next hearing is going to be it depends on the court schedule let's say that's the biggest challenge yeah um, but um, you know it's it Unfortunately, it can't be avoided. We're really at the uh, at the mercy of of the courts, <laughs> the yeah. court system for for better or for worse. So um, I'd say that's the biggest challenge. And, and for the most part, you know, I, I you know I think clients are, are they may not be happy with it, but they understand it because it's something that's um, you know really out of their control and out of my control. Hundred percent, I agree with you. Uh, what's one way for people out there to get a hold of you that you prefer? Email phone yeah so i you know i prefer either um you know email or phone is best um and then you know you could also i'm on linkedin too i'm you know i'm i've never been a big social media person yeah <laughs> so I'm, I'm trying to get it's funny it's, i mean i don't have a facebook page i never had a personal facebook page so i'm trying to uh i'm trying to explore that more but you know really kind of the more traditional ways um of, of phone and email are, are best for me so LinkedIn is becoming the new, uh, it's becoming like a digital business card. Yeah, you know, right. You know, between the ability to produce and use a QR code now, it's just like I carry probably a few business cards with me just because, you know, if I'm ever in a pinch, my phone dies. Right. Here right. you go. <laughs> right. But uh, for the most part, I put a hurting on that QR code. <laughs> yeah. So how do you use the, uh, the QR code for, with LinkedIn? It's right at the top, so right where your search is, if you use the mobile application, click on that QR code, and there you go. Boom. 
Oh, that's good to know. I, have some, I hadn't really explored that option, so I'll have to, I'll have to check that out. Yeah. yeah. yeah I've, I've been uh, walking some of my networking partners through it and just helping them, you know, get more familiar with the terrain, and that's been awesome. Okay. They, they enjoy it, and a lot more people are coming along. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's that's a good tip. I saw another use of a, a new use of a, the QR code, at least for me. <laughs> I might be leave behind on QR codes, but I use um, for uh, for uh, for billing. Um, you know, I do my bills electronically. The clients sure. receive them by email. I just saw um, from my billing provider also. I think has a, a QR code feature. Think when the, you know the bills can ju- you know you can do the it's reading. Getting so scary, ain't it? It's everywhere. <laughs> and also, it was you know even during the. Um, during the pandemic, going, you know, when we go out to eat, they wouldn't have them, you know, they wouldn't, the restaurants wouldn't hand out the menus. They'd have the QR oh, codes yeah. on, yep. the, you know, on the, on the, on the table. Um, so you know, everybody's pivot. I guess the QR codes, have, I, I always thought of them as being, old, you know, I first heard of them a, a, long, a while ago, um, you know, and then with cell phones, taking the pictures on using the Q, the QR codes with the cell phone. So it's, it's pretty cool that, it, you know, there's. It's still in use and it's being used yeah. in new new ways. At least new new to me, at least. I love that you uh, you close out one of our networking groups with a quote all the time. Do you have any uh, advice, pro tips, or anything you want to pass on to the listeners today? Uh, pro tips. Um, well, I didn't come with a closing quote per se <laughs> for today, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think you know. Um, I think it's always good to, you know, to get out there. If you're, if you're a new business owner, you know, which I, which I am, I think just to always, you kind of have to um, put yourself out there, whether it's, um, you know, doing, if somebody invites you to do a podcast like I'm doing now, you know, always, you know, be open to it, uh, be open to networking and, and just going out and meeting people. And, you know, I think sometimes new entrepreneurs, you know, and this goes for myself as well, sometimes you have trouble talking about yourself you don't feel comfortable talking about yourself um but you know you have to do it if you want to um you know get your name out there and, and tell people about what what you uh what you're doing what your business is and what you provide and um you never know what new um you know you know uh you know referrals or net the, the people within your network that you're going to now um you know become friends with and things like that so you know the more you can put yourself out there um, and meet new people instead of just being kind of holed up in your office and it's kind of easy to get stuck in the office and just say, I got to work on my business, nose to the grindstone and do the work. Um, I think you're really missing out. So you really have to go out there and put in the work, not only on your business, but also developing your network and um, meeting new people. Yeah, I love it. It's great advice. To me, that's how I look at notoriety. You know, you want to grow with everybody around you, your community, not just other businesses, but business owners as well. You know, you want to grow yourself, grow your business. And that only starts with you being out there every single, every single day. Right. Right. Sure. Getting to know people and letting them get to know you. Right. Right. No, for sure. I love it. It's been an absolute joy and a pleasure to have you here today, Attorney Klein. Well, the pleasure's all mine. This was a a big thrill for me, Ty. I appreciate it. I love it. I had a bunch of fun. I, I can't, you know, in my brain, I just keep going over, like, do I call you Ben? Do I call you Attorney Klein? Do I call you Counselor Klein? Like, it's just so many different <laughs> names. <laughs> but, you know, for the sake of formality, 
Attorney client, it is. Oh, <laughs> no, please. <laughs> only, only the judge calls me that. <laughs> if I'm lucky. <laughs> well, thank you for being here, and I want to thank everybody out there for listening to another great episode of Live from 495. We will see you next time. Thank you for listening to Live from 495. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. And don't forget to check out some other great episodes.